everybody. Uh, I hope that you are doing great today. Uh, we are coming to you live from uh, the building at Grace Hill Church. But here's what we've been reminded over and over and over again this week is that the church is not a building. The church is a people. And so I want to welcome you to our first ever uh, live stream uh, that we have here at Grace Hill. This is really exciting and, to be honest, a little nerve-wracking. And so I would just ask for your grace and prayers uh, ahead of time as we go through this. Uh, And aren't you just thankful for technology? Aren't you thankful that God has given us the gifts uh, of technology that we can use, that even though we're not physically gathered together, we are gathered together in spirit and via technology? Uh, A couple things I want to remind you of before we get started today is uh, not only are we gathering in this way that is kind of unique, um, but as a church, we don't want to back down from the mission of helping people find and follow Jesus. And so many times helping people find and follow Jesus means we serve our neighbors. And so we are running towards this crisis uh, that is affecting our world right now, not away from it. And one of the ways that we want to do that is uh, by serving families who have food insecurities at Germantown Elementary School. Uh, we have got a collection bin set up on the north side of our building, right underneath the portico. Uh, would love for you to go to gracehill901.com and uh, uh, slash needs and visit that page and see the needs that are uh, that, that we have for these families. Pick up some of these items as you go to the store. Uh, come and drop those off. Uh, we're going to make sure that they get distributed to the right places and the right people. The other thing is this, is I know many of you have needs, and we don't want to uh, turn our attention away from our church family. And so if you have needs in your life, what I want to encourage you to do is uh, email info at gracehill901.com. Uh, that information is going to come to us, whether that's prayer needs, whether that's a food need that you have, uh, even toilet paper. Uh, If you need some toilet paper, we want to help you get the toilet paper that you need. Uh, Go to info, just email info at uh, gracehill901.com. I'm really excited about today. Jeff and Hannah are here. Uh, Here's how this is going to go. We're going to sing a couple of songs. Jeff's going to pray to make a transition for us. I'm going to bring a, uh, what I hope is just an encouraging devotional message for you guys this morning. Uh, Just as we think about where do we go from here and what do we do? Uh, what our response to that is. And then what we're going to do is we're going to sing one song in response and we're going to close our time together today with a time of prayer, focused, intentional prayer. So I hope you're with your family. Uh, I hope if you're not with your family that you know that we're with you in spirit as your church family. And so I want to pray and then Jeff and Hannah are going to come and lead us in a couple of songs this morning. Father, we love you. We thank you for the gift of technology. We thank you for the opportunity that we have to come uh, sit in our living rooms. Maybe some of us are at the beach right now. Maybe some of us are uh, even on the road traveling. Thank you for the the gift of technology. And I pray this morning that our hearts are stirred and encouraged and we're just full of hope because of who you are and what you've done. We love you. We thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's worship and sing together. Hey, thank you guys. Um, Man, this is so fun. This is so fun. I was uh, peeking over uh, JP's shoulder over here as he was moderating all the comments and the activity on YouTube on the channel. And that's so uh, so fun to just see everybody talking back and forth and chatting together. That's, uh, that's really neat. I want to encourage you to do this. Uh, go ahead and subscribe if you've got a YouTube account. Go ahead and subscribe to the uh, channel. Uh, that way it'll be a little bit easier to find the next time around. And then uh, if you can this morning, if it, if it won't uh, be too much of a distraction, would love for you to check in on Facebook.
Facebook. Uh, that would be uh, something that you could do this morning, just again, to let people know uh, what's going on, that uh, you're not skipping out on church, even though church is a little bit uh, different. So all week, all week long, uh, as the news about uh, this coronavirus was spreading and there was more information coming out about it, uh, as we as elders and leadership team began to just think through and pray through, what do we do? Uh, the, the question that kept coming into my mind was, um, how do we respond to this, uh, both as a church, but also as individuals? And the thing I kept coming back to over and over again is we've got to pray. We have to pray. There's such power uh, in prayer. And that's why in our call to action that we sent out via email, we said what we want you to do is over the next several weeks, just carve out time at 1015 uh, every day that you can carve out time and set that time aside. Even if it's just for a minute, just set that time aside and pray because there is such power in prayer. But if you're anything like me, you go, man, the thought of prayer can sometimes feel a little overwhelming. I don't know where to start. Uh, I don't know what the right words are to say. Uh, I don't know exactly what it should be that I should say, that I shouldn't say. Uh, I know for me, a lot of times I get distracted. My personality is I'll I'll stop and I want to pray. And then it'll be a thought will enter my mind and I'll start chasing that thought in my head. And it's like, no, 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 no. I got to get back. I got to pray. I got to focus. Well, the good news for you And the good news for me is that Jesus gave us a pattern for prayer. It's often referred to as the Lord's Prayer. And what we want to do is we just want to take a few minutes this morning and walk through this prayer that Jesus gave us to just pattern our prayers around. And this is the model that I'm going to use the next several weeks as uh, I begin to personally pray through our, our world and our situation that we find ourselves in. And if you find yourself struggling Uh, to pray, I would encourage you to use this same pattern and this same model as well. So if you have your scripture, your YouVersion Bible app, whatever you have with you, we are going to be in Matthew 6 today is where we're going to be. And the context of what's going on here is uh, Jesus is in the the Sermon on the Mount, and, and he's walking through this long sermon explaining about the kingdom of God. And he begins to to critique a little bit of what he sees about how people give and how people pray. And right before he instructs his disciples, his followers on how to pray, he uses an interesting term. He says this, um, he says in verse five of Matthew six, and when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners and to be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, they've received their reward in full. But when you pray, Go into your room, close the door, and pray to your Father who is unseen. Then your Father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you. And then I love that Jesus says this in verse 7. He says, and when you pray, do not keep on babbling like pagans, for they think they will be heard because of their many words. Literally, uh, it means blah, 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 blah. That's what babbling there means. You're just going on and on and on and on. So then Jesus turns and he says this in verse eight. Do not be like them for your father knows what you need before you ask him. And then Jesus in verse nine begins to give us this pattern of how we should pray. He says this, this then is how you should pray. Our father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we have forgiven our debtors and lead us not into temptation 
but deliver us from for the evil one. And then the great doxology for yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. So let's unpack this. Let's talk through this. And what this means for us is you get up tomorrow and whatever situation you find yourself in with work and kids being home for spring break, what does this mean for you is 10, 15 rolls around tomorrow and you're gonna pause and take time to pray. What does this mean? Let's walk through it. Jesus says, the very first thing he says is our father. Now we could just stop right there and think about that for just a moment. Jesus is saying, when you pray, this is how you should pray. You should pray our father. And, and that's pretty common language for us uh, in sort of Christianity and Christian circles. But for Jews to address God as father, this intimate, the word there is Abba, to, to address him in this intimate, close, personal way was unheard of. And here's what we need to know as we approach prayer is that, that we are known and we can know our father, our father, who not only is he our father, but Jesus says this, that he is in heaven. This is, this is a, a nod to the idea that, that, Jesus, that, that God is, he is our father, but he is Lord over everything. This is the place that he is in. And, and even though he's near to us and he draws near to us, he is over everything. So we think our father, we are known by you. We can know you and, and, and you are over all things. And then he says this, he says this, our father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Now we don't use the word hallowed a lot in our common language, but this is what the idea there is. Holy is your name. So you are father. You, you, are, you are known. You are, you are this, this relationship. You're not a far off God. Even though you're in heaven and you're over everything, you are holy, holy, holy. In Revelation 4, I love this picture that we get in Revelation 4. It says this, this is, this is crazy to think about. In verse eight, each of the four living creatures had six wings and, and was covered with their eyes all around, even under its wings, day and night. This is what they never stop singing in heaven. This is the, their song. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. When we pray to God, we pray to, to God, our Father who is in heaven. Why? Because he is holy. He is perfect. He is set apart. There is none like him. And so right out of the beginning, right out of the start, Jesus is saying, when you pray, you pray to a God who, who is known. He is our Father. He knows us and he can be known. He is in heaven. He is Lord over everything. Lord over right now when we think about our finances, the stock market, coronavirus, our family's health. He is Lord over that. And he is holy, holy, holy. He is set apart. He is perfect. There is no one like him. And then Jesus begins to, to go a little further. He begins to give us a little bit more of what we should pray. He says this, your kingdom come. Now, did you catch what Jesus said there? He said, your kingdom, meaning your kingdom. And many times when I approach prayer, if I'm not careful, you know what I'm praying for? I'm not praying for the kingdom of God. I'm praying for my kingdom. 
I'm praying for all the little things that happen in my kingdom that I'm concerned with, all the things under the sun, as the writer in Ecclesiastes says, the things that I'm concerned about. And Jesus says, when we come and we approach this God who is known and, and knows us and he's in heaven and he's over everything and, and he is holy, we come to him and we say, your kingdom come, not my kingdom come, your kingdom come, your will be done. And, and this is the right kind of prayer to pray. Why? Because it focuses on God's glory and it focuses on God's agenda. And it's important to remember that when we talk about the kingdom of God, the, the kingdom of God is an already and a not yet. We've been talking about that on Sunday mornings at Grace Hill. That, that, that is Jesus when he comes in, 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 in looking at the gospel of Mark and he says the kingdom of God is near. He, he's saying that there's a, there's a part of the kingdom of God that is already here. It, it restoration of, of our lives back to, back to God because of Jesus. That's happened. That's the here and the now. But there is more that is to come. And so when we pray this, we say, your kingdom come. God, restore all things. Bring your kingdom. Things like the coronavirus, we look at it, we say, God, your kingdom come. Meaning this, God, in your kingdom, in your everlasting kingdom, there will be no more virus. There will be no more stock market crash because those things won't matter. And so we say, God, your kingdom come. Your will be done. He says, on earth as it is in heaven. Meaning this, in heaven, it's perfect. In heaven, everything's right. In heaven, uh, everybody, uh, everything worships God. Their hearts are fully set on God and who he is and his plans and his purposes are, uh, and his agenda. And Jesus is saying, when you pray, pray your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, that our hearts would worship God fully, that our hearts would focus on him fully, that our mind's attention, our heart's affection would be set on him. And then Jesus makes another pivot. He says, when you pray, pray in this way, our father who we can know and is, and we are known by who is in heaven. He's Lord over all. He says, your holy hallowed be your name. And then your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Restore all things, make all things right. And then he pivots and he says this, give us today our daily bread. And this prayer is another one of those that runs right into 2020 culture. Why? Because it doesn't say, give me my daily bread. There are no singular uh, pronouns in the Lord's prayer. It's all plural. It, It is all plural. This is a prayer that looks out among the needs of our community and looks out among the needs of our church family. And it says this, give us, give us today our daily bread, not our daily wants, but our daily needs. Grant us today, give us today our daily bread. I love what the writer in Proverbs verse 30 says, verse 30, uh, uh, chapter 30, verse eight, keep falsehood and lies Far from me, give me neither poverty nor riches, but give me only my daily bread. When we pray this prayer, and I'm gonna invite you to pray this prayer tomorrow at 1015. When you say, give us today our daily bread, you're not just looking at your own needs. You're asking the Lord, Lord, grant those around me who have needs. Grant those in my family, in my church family, in my community. Grant them the grace 
grant them the needs that they have in their life. It is a prayer that forces us to look beyond ourselves and beyond our needs. Jesus goes on and he says this, forgive us and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. Here's the reality is every single one of us, we are sinners. And this prayer reminds us of that. Every single one of us, our sin has separated us from God. Our sin has caused the distance between us and God. And because of Jesus, because of the sacrifice of Jesus, our sins have been forgiven. But many times what can happen, and this prayer reminds us of that, is we can expect to be forgiven much and not forgive much in return. Jesus spoke to that numerous times in many of the parables that he spoke, that he, that he taught. And this prayer reminds us, God, forgive us our debts. We are so indebted to you. We, we, we owe you so much that if it were not from G, for Jesus, we would be in so much debt because of our sin to you. But because of Jesus, we've been forgiven. And so God, because of that, we have forgiven those who wrong us. There is an implied measure of forgiveness that not only have we received forgiveness from God, but we extend forgiveness to those around us. And I just want to say to you, that is, that is a hard prayer to sincerely pray for me. It is so easy for me to be offended. It is so easy for me to carry that offense and to feel like someone else is indebted to me. And yet Jesus here in this moment says, no, 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 we're implying forgiveness. We are implying this to our neighbors, to our friends and to our family. Forgive us today our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And then I love that Jesus says this. And lead us not into temptation, literally to be tested. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Now, this is a really good reminder of two things. One, that there's real testing, real temptation that happens in our life. And because many times, as James 1 talks about that, that when we give into this temptation, it's because we're carried off, we're carried away by our own lust, our own hearts, our own deception that we give ourselves that, that, that's in our life. And this prayer is a prayer for protection, not only for me, but for my brothers and my sisters around me, for my family in Christ to say, Lead us not, don't, don't, don't let us walk into this. We don't want to sin in our life. We want to be one with Christ. We don't want there to be sin in our life that, that, that we would have to, to ask for forgiveness for. I mean, that, that's literally what Jesus is saying. Protect yourself in this way. Pray this prayer. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. And the second, second uh, point there that's really important is this. Jesus reminds us that the presence of evil in this world is real. The presence of evil in this world is, is real. At, the, at, at Genesis 3, the, the fall, the, when, when all things were broken between God and man, when sin entered into the world, it was the presence of the evil one. And, and that sin began to corrupt man's heart. It began for all generations, for all people, that, that they were born separated from God. Why? Because of the presence of the evil one. And so this prayer says, deliver us. 
Deliver us from the evil one. Now, thankfully, the evil one has not conquered Jesus. The evil one has not conquered uh, 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 sin and death the way that Jesus did. Um, Jesus conquered sin and death. And so we have justification. We have righteousness because of Jesus. But there is still evil in our world. Every single day, we experience evil in our world. And this prayer is a prayer of deliverance from that evil. Lead us not into temptation. God, we don't, we don't want anything to separate us. We, we don't want any distance between us. We want that, 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 um, we want that intimacy between our lives. We want that intimacy between you and us and deliver us from the evil one. Rid this world of sin and suffering. And then that great doxology for yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. So here's what I want to encourage you to do over the next several days, several weeks maybe. Because we don't really know how long we're going to have to be in this situation. And I'm thankful that there is, there is no virus. There is no fear that can creep into our lives that can separate us from the love of God. That our faith is stronger than that. And let's use this time not to, not to pull away from the things of God. Let's use this season not to pull away from church family and church community and serving our, ne- serving our neighbors and, and the, poor, uh, the poor in spirit and literally the poor. Let, let's not use this time to pull away from that and only look into to ourselves. Let's use this time, commit this time to say, Our Father in heaven, hallowed. Be your name. Holy is your name. We pray the prayer, your kingdom come, restore all things. Your will be done. Your perfect will of God on earth as it is in heaven. Give us the plurality of our church family. Give everyone their daily needs met. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. God, we, we, are, we, are, we are not going to be people who get easily offended. We, we are not going to be people who take offense at little things and big things. We are implying forgiveness to the people that are around us. And lead us not into temptation. God, protect our hearts. God, give us the courage and the strength to guard our hearts. Put people in our lives who, who hold us accountable to areas of weakness in our lives. God, lead us not into temptation. Protect us from this. And deliver us from the evil one, from the forces of the enemy and the evil that exists in our world. Why? For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. So what we want to do is we want to sing another song. And then we're going to come back and we're going to close out our time together in a, in a time of prayer. And so I want to invite Jeff and Hannah to come to lead us again. And then we're going to uh, continue to worship uh, through prayer this morning. So let me pray for us just one more time as they make this transition. Father, we love you. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you that you gave us through your son a model for prayer. And this prayer doesn't just focus on us. This prayer focuses on you and it focuses on our community and the world around us. And I pray that in this time, the church would rise up, not shrink back. 
and step into that bold prayer that your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We love you and we thank you for who you are and what you've done. In Jesus' name, amen. So there's a couple things that I want to encourage you to do. Uh, One is this, is that um, we usually respond by taking the Lord's Supper together. And so I would encourage you, whether it's today or sometime this week, if you have an opportunity to gather your family together, uh, to get um, elements together to do that, I would encourage you to do the Lord's Supper uh, together as a family in your home. Uh, How we want to close is by responding uh, in prayer. And so wherever you are, if you're with your family, uh, maybe it's you and your spouse, uh, maybe it is uh, with you and your children watching this, I would just encourage you to kind of gather closer together. uh, And what we're going to do is we're going to pray for some very specific uh, things that are happening in our community and in our world. And the way that this is going to work is I'm going to prompt you. I'm going to give you uh, what we want to pray for and give you just a few uh, uh, seconds to do that. And then I'm going to say the word Father. When I say the word Father, then I'm going to lead us in a prayer, a short prayer for that one specific area. And then we'll transition uh, with another uh, cue, another prompt of what specifically we want to pray for. So the first thing that we want to pray for as we close our time together today are the medical professionals in our world who are fighting uh, the spread of uh, the coronavirus or COVID-19. Uh, many of my friends are medical professionals and they are on the front lines of this. So I want to encourage you, wherever you are, family, by yourself, maybe you're sitting in a coffee shop, maybe you're on the beach. Uh, take a moment, just a few seconds, and lift up the medical professionals in our world to the Lord for safety, protection, uh, to fight this disease with fierce tenacity. So take a moment, pray, and then I'm going to transition us with the word Father. Father, we thank you that you've given us modern medicine. And we pray for the the health and the safety and the protection of every medical professional in every hospital, in every clinic, uh, in every research facility around the world. That you would keep them safe, that you would protect them. In Jesus' name, amen. The... uh, The second specific need that we want to lift up to the Lord right now are the small business owners that are not only in our community, but all over America right now and the world uh, who are uh, wrestling with the fact that their businesses are empty or orders aren't coming in. And so we want to specifically pray that uh, God would provide for them, that he would give them their daily bread, ever how it may be. And then also all of the employees who are uh, affected by this that work for those companies. And so I just want to encourage you, let's take just a few seconds, lift them up, small business owners and those employees. Let's lift them up to the Lord right now.
Father, we ask that you would supernaturally provide for people in our community, people that are in our church, people that are around America and people around the world who, because of this virus, uh, their livelihood, their daily bread has been affected. And we know that you are the one who owns a cattle on a thousand hill. And so we pray that you would provide for them supernaturally and abundantly in ways that only you could get the glory for it. We love you and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. The third need that we want to specifically pray for this morning are those who have food uh, needs, or you may have heard it uh, phrased this way, food insecurities. Uh, Many students who attend Shelby County schools here locally uh, in our, just kind of in our backyard in many ways, uh, they eat at the school. And if they don't eat at the school, they have food insecurities when they get home. And we know that thankfully there are volunteers rallying right now all over our community and city to try to eliminate those food insecurities. But those food insecurities are still real. And my family the other day, we were lucky enough to be able to go to the grocery store and stock up on what we needed to get us through for the next week, week and a half. But there are many families in our community who simply do not have those financial needs. So we want to pray that the Lord would specifically meet the needs of those families in supernatural ways. So let's pray together in that way right now that the Lord would meet food insecurity needs that families and children in our community have. Father, Jesus told us to pray, give us this day our daily bread. So we pray that for families, children who are wrestling right now with where is their next meal going to come from? And I just pray that you would, in only the way that you can, that you would supernaturally meet those needs and provide. That those little children would wake up tomorrow, those families would wake up tomorrow, and volunteers, maybe even uh, some because of some donations that have been made here at the church, that volunteers would show up and would have their next meal right there ready for them. Father, we pray that not one child in our city would go hungry because of what's happening with coronavirus and the schools being shut down. We know that you can meet that need and we believe in faith that you can meet that need. That our most vulnerable, that you will protect them in this time. We love you and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. So a couple of more things that we want to specifically pray for. One is this, is that uh, right now there are working moms, working dads, single parent moms, single parent fathers, who because of the school closure uh, over the last few days that have been happening in our community, they are scrambling 
to figure out what they're going to do with their children when they go back to work. Thankfully, many parents were already kind of ready for this uh, because it's spring break for Memphis City or uh, Shelby County Schools and locally. Uh, but even this week, the YMCA was supposed to use our facility for a uh, holiday camp, for a spring break camp, and pulled away from that due to the coronavirus concerns. And so what we want to do right now is we want to pray for those moms, pray for those dads, pray for those families who don't really know who's going to watch their kids and that something would happen, that God would provide, God would would make a way where there didn't seem to be a way. So uh, you may even be that person right now. And I just want to encourage you, we are praying for you in this moment. So let's pray together. Let's take just a few seconds and pray in that way. you. You have a a father's heart. That's how we address you. You know the needs of, of parents all over our city and our community. You know the needs of those children that those parents care so much about. And and I just pray, I'm not even for sure the specific way, but I, I just pray that you would provide for these single moms, these single parent dads, these, these uh, 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 mom and dads who both work and they're trying to figure out what are they going to do? What are they, how are they going to care for their kids in this time? I pray that people would rise up. And they would, they would take responsibility for that and, and, and provide means and ways to care for these children, to care for these little children, and they would not be put in harm's way. We know that you can do this. We believe this in faith. In Jesus' name, amen. Two more things. The next one we want to pray for is for government leaders and officials. Uh, they are making hard decisions, costly decisions, and we want to pray for wisdom, supernatural, supernatural, godly wisdom, both local, state, and national government uh, leaders and officials. We want to pray for them right now. So take just a few moments, lift them up, and pray for them right now in this moment. creation. We ask right now that in your sovereignty, you would grant supernatural wisdom. Wisdom that that comes from above to our local, our state, and our national government leaders who are making costly decisions. We pray that you would grant them peace as they make these decisions. We pray for protection for them, that you would guard them from getting sick as well. 
Father, I pray for our leaders, that you would give them godly character in this moment. And that some of them, if if they don't know you, that even in this time, they would be drawn near to you because of this season and what's happening in our world right now. We love you in Jesus' name. Amen. The last one is this. The attention of the world right now is on finding a solution for the coronavirus. And there's never been a better time for God to get credit for something that he does in our world that only he could do. That God uses good things and he uses pain and trials and suffering to put his name on display to get him all the glory. And so what we want to do as we close now is we want to pray that God would rid the world, that he would rid the world of this disease, that he would rid the world of this suffering that is happening all over. And because all eyes are pointed on this, they're pointed on this problem that only he would be the one because of the ways, because of how it came about, only he would be the one who could get credit for it. And that through the coronavirus, people could come to faith in Jesus. People's hearts would be turned. That he is a good, gracious, compassionate God. So we want to pray to that end as we close. So take just a few moments, pray that God would provide and rid the world of this fear and rid the world of this uh, this disease that so much of our hearts and our attention is on right now. Let's pray together. Father, who is in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one for yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever and ever and ever and a thousand forevers more amen hey thank you guys uh, for being with us today Uh, this has been a real treat it's been a real joy And we're going to be right back here doing the same thing next Sunday, same time, uh, 1015. Want to encourage you, uh, the link will be different. It's a unique link every week, but we will push that out to make sure that you uh, get that link uh, ahead of time. Here's one last thing I want to encourage you to do. Uh, Take every day, 1015, and pray and see what God will do through your prayers and through your commitment to that time. I love you. Have an incredible Sunday. Can't wait to see you soon. Hey, thanks for listening to the Grace Hill Podcast. We really hope you found this message compelling and inviting. 
If you'd like to connect with someone to find out more about Grace Hill Church, or maybe discuss this episode or something else about life or faith, please don't hesitate to reach out to us directly at gracehill901.com. We'd really love to connect and discuss anything with you. And please remember, you matter. You matter.